Chapter 7 of The Red Cross Girls with the Russian Army. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Russian Church. One afternoon, after Nona had been nursing her friend Sonya Valesky for some time, Mildred Thornton went alone into a little Russian church. The church was situated behind the line of the fortifications at Grovno. Many years before it had been erected, and now it did not occur to the Russian officers that it stood in a special peril. Yet the church had the golden dome of all Russian churches, glittering like a ball of fire in the sun. Certainly it afforded an easy target for the enemy's guns, and more than this would aid German aeroplanists in making observations of the geography of the surrounding neighborhood. But since Grovno was deemed invincible, apparently no one considered the possibility of the other side to this question. High cement walls guarded and mounted with cannon encircled the countryside for many miles, while running out from the fortress itself were numerous secret passages and cells, at present stored with ammunition. On this afternoon of Mildred's visit to the church, she stood outside for a few moments, looking upward. At first, she was merely admiring the beauty of the little church. The gold of the dome seemed to be the one appealing spot of color in all the surrounding landscape. Then she opened the bronze doors and stole quietly inside. Always the church was left open for prayer, but today on entering, Mildred Thornton found it empty. A Russian church is unlike all others except the Greek, for it is filled with brilliant colors. Instead of images such as the Roman Catholics use, the Russians have paintings dealing with the life of Christ, almost obscuring the ceiling and the walls. There are no pews such as we find in our own churches, for the Russian remains standing during his ceremony and kneels upon the stone floor in time of prayer. So one finds only a few chairs scattered about for old persons and ill ones. Mildred secured a stool and sat down in the shadow, gazing up toward the high altar. She was an Episcopalian, therefore the Russian church and its services did not seem so unusual to her as they did to Barbara Mead. Really, she had been deeply impressed by the few services she had seen. There was no organ and no music save the intoning of the voices of the priests and the words of the service she could not understand. Nevertheless, the Russians were a deeply religious people, and perhaps their reverence had influenced the American girl. This afternoon, although alone, Mildred felt strangely at peace. Indeed, her eyes were cast down and her hands clasped in prayer, when the noise of someone else entering the church disturbed her reverie. To the girl's surprise, the figure was that of a man whom the next instant she recognized as General Alexis. He had come into the church without a member of his staff, so that evidently he too desired to be alone for prayer. What should she do? Mildred was too confused to decide immediately. Feeling herself an intruder, yet she did not wish to create a stir and draw attention to herself by hastily leaving. General Alexis had evidently not seen her, too intent upon his own devotions, for he had at once approached the altar and knelt reverently before it. Mildred kept silent, hardly conscious of her own absorption and forgetting her meditations in her interest in the kneeling soldier. In these days of little faith, 
small wonder that it struck mildred as inspiring to see this man of many burdens and responsibilities at the foot of the altar from a western window the afternoon sun shone down upon him revealing the weary lines in the great soldier's face he did not look stern or forbidding to mildred this afternoon only deeply careworn and depressed however much his soldiers and the russian people might trust in his power to bring them safely through an attack at grovno evidently there were hours when the distinguished general suffered like lesser people mildred thornton understood enough of human nature to realize what general alexis must at this moment be enduring the fate of a people of a nation almost of half the world in a measure rested in his hands how inadequate any mortal must feel in the face of such a task by and by mildred's eyes dropped their lids she felt that she was seeing too deeply into the holy of holies of the man before her this would not be just to any human being unaware of her presence if only she could get away without disturbing him doubtless on discovering her general alexis would be angered or at any rate annoyed Perhaps he might even consider her behavior as characteristic American intrusion. Once Mildred started to her feet, but she did not try to move again, for at almost the same instant the Russian general rose from his knees. His face had become a little less careworn than at the moment of his entrance. His blue eyes, which were remarkable with his other Russian coloring, were less somber. Since he did not appear to observe her, Mildred was glad for this last glance at her companion. Since their one meeting, for some reason he had haunted her thoughts more than she could explain. This was partly due to the fact that he was so much talked of at the fortress and so idolized by his soldiers. He was said to be without fear or any human weakness, but after today Mildred Thornton knew better than this. Unconsciously, the girl must have moved or made a sound of some kind at this instant, for General Alexis, who had almost reached the door, turned quickly around. At the same time, his right hand grasped his pistol. Was there a spy or an assassin lurking in this church to destroy him? There were many men of other lands who would gladly give their lives for his. But General Alexis's hand dropped to his side again as soon as it had touched the metal of his pistol. To his surprise, he had discovered a pair of blue-gray eyes staring at him earnestly, with almost wistful sympathy general alexis came back to where mildred stood you were here in the church with me and i did not see you he said as simply and naturally as an ordinary person i hope i did not disturb you disturb me mildred stuttered a little in her surprise at his words oh i beg your pardon it was i who should not have been here when you came but i did not know that is i did not dream you ever left the fort while I like to steal in here during the hours I have for rest, I will not come again. General Alexis shook his head. I should be very sorry. Rather than that this should happen, I would stay away during those hours. But is there not room enough here and peace enough for us both? Without replying, Mildred inclined her head and began walking toward the door, General Alexis keeping beside her. If you are returning to the fortress and will permit me, I should like to go back with you, he asked. And again Mildred could only stammer a confused acquiescence. In the little court before the Russian church, General Alexis's guard of soldiers was awaiting him. 
however at an inclination of his head they fell in at once marching at a respectful distance behind their general and his companion i remember our having a short conversation a few weeks ago the russian officers continued gravely after they had gone on a few yards mildred had been vainly endeavoring to make up her mind whether she should be the one to speak if so what on earth should she say she was glad to be spared having to make up her mind you were very kind the girl returned i did not imagine you would know me again but perhaps it is because i am an american just as if he had been a young man and an everyday one general alexis smiled and mildred was no longer afraid of him oh i may remember you miss thornton for other reasons but to be truthful it is because you are an american that i am taking this opportunity to talk to you again this time the russian officer hesitated you will not mention what i am going to say to any persons except your two american friends he added not as a request but as a command miss thornton as soon as it is possible for convenient arrangements to be made for you i want you to know that i intend having you sent back to petrograd you must of course have a safe escort or i should have seen to the matter sooner ordinarily mildred thornton possessed unusual self-control but the surprise indeed the shock of the speech took her unawares she had not dreamed that she and barbara and nona had been such complete failures in their red cross work why after their several years of war experience they had felt themselves of perhaps unusual value in the russian nursing so far as she knew there had been no complaints of their work only praise but in any case how could their failures have reached general dmitri alexis's ears it seemed incredible that he should ever be annoyed with such trifling concerns just as you wish mildred answered quietly yet with greater personal dignity than any one of the other american red cross girls could have summoned we have done our best to help with the nursing if we have failed it is of course wisest that we should return to petrograd afterwards we can go home to the united states failed at your nursing and it is for that reason you believe i wish to have you sent away from my fortress actually general alexis stopped in his walk and faced his companion since mildred was of course obliged to stop also that is folly i know nothing of your nursing but from your face from a something a serenity and strength that your presence suggests i feel that you must understand and love your profession general alexis was now studying mildred thornton with surprising intentness as though he were trying in this moment of their acquaintance to pierce beneath the surface of the girl before him this was characteristic of the man no human being was ever too small or too unimportant for his consideration he was a strange combination a great soldier and yet one of the gentlest of men i want you to go back to petrograd because i fear for your safety and the safety of your friends should you remain much longer at grovno he continued it is of this fact you are not to speak i have reason to know that at almost any hour in the next few days we may expect the german attack grovno will resist to the uttermost but it may be that the old fortifications are not so invincible as we once thought them to be a new war has brought a new world and the old order changeth 
once again mildred saw beneath the outer surface of the man but almost at once he was again the soldier you understand that i do not expect this if i decide it may be wiser to retreat it will only be to form a conjunction with another part of grand duke nicholas's army but in any case i should prefer to have you three american nurses away from all possible danger the russian nurses will share the fate of their own soldiers be prepared to leave within a few days when the necessary arrangements are made you will receive instructions then before mildred could protest and she had scarcely the courage for this they had reached the gate of the fortress here general alexis bowed and waited for his guard to come up with him mildred could feel the surprise even of the sentries at the gate and the few soldiers who chanced to be near at their unexpected appearance truly it was amazing that the great commander should be concerned with the fate of three unimportant american girls and even more amazing that he should actually show his consideration and friendliness to one of them end of chapter seven